Season 2, Episode 33. Oh, you know, um, this was the week that I had my uh, sinus uh, battle. And, um, you know, it sucks having allergies and sinus issues in COVID, <clears throat> you know, because you're hacking and coughing. And people don't know that you're just hacking and coughing because of sinus and allergies, you know. And plus, you know, you get all gunky and yucky and too much of that stuff. Also, you know, a sinusitis will make you lose your taste and smell, too, you know. So, um, no, no, I don't have COVID. I haven't gotten COVID, uh, but I got sinuses. <sighs> you know, can't we find a way, a, a cure for sinusitis? Maybe I can have my sinuses surgically removed. <laughs> if only that were possible. Uh, the only other option is getting my sinuses cauterized. And frankly, I don't feel like setting my head on fire. But, um, hey, there's some pretty good fiery examples of stupidity this week. So grab a Kleenex and start blowing, coughing, hacking, and laughing for this week's stupidity. Okay, he's too stupid to talk and too ugly to eat. Given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder there's a mind left. It's Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. Welcome, welcome once again to my Stupid World, the weekend edition. Yes, and I'm Eric Lane, and yes, we survived another week. Yes, so I hope you enjoy this installment of buffoonery and stupidity once again strictly for your entertainment this is strict you know in no way is this been endorsed uh encouraged or in any otherwise uh, um, given any a- approval other than the fact it is strictly for entertainment purposes only none of the names have been changed because i want you to know who the real um stupid people are that do these things you know so and some of them are pretty amazing um yeah and let me tell you something there is nothing so stupid that i won't read it if you're stupid enough to do it i'm stupid enough to read it that's right i like to be stupid to illustrate stupidity oh and by the way Trust me, if you've got, I'm, I'm sure there are there are many other stories that are not being reported. I would love to hear your own stupidities, stories. Okay, um, if you go to podcast dot you can see the website. You can send me messages, um, and if you go to the anchor site for uh, my um, podcast, you can actually leave a message. Um, so, um, trust me, I would love to hear from you, your feedback. Okay. Any, anything that you can say, comments, opinions. Um, yeah. Okay. If you want to hate me for the stories that I read, you can do that too. Maybe, you know, somebody who can benefit from all these, uh, these examples of stupidity. 
I hope you will share the podcast with people. And hey, you know, it makes for great conversation. Just like, did you hear about this stupid story? Yeah, share it with people. Maybe get them to subscribe to the podcast also. And hey, if you really want to go out on a limb, give us a rating, a five-star rating on whatever podcast app you're listening and maybe even write a review, you know. Maybe make it a work of fiction just to make it sound good. At least it gives people the idea that you're actually listening to this. Like this guy who used a riding mower for a getaway vehicle. I mean, this crime spree isn't fast or furious, frankly. So what's the point even, you know? But this 54-year-old guy named James Harrington in Waterloo, Iowa, by the way, you know Iowa stands for idiots out walking around, well, this idiot goes on a burglary spree a few weeks ago, and he uses a John Deere riding mower for his getaway vehicle. <laughs> Those, uh, you know, top out somewhere between, what, 7 and 10 miles an hour? First, James rides the old mower to the garage and steals a bunch of stuff inside. Then he heads to a convenience store and steals a bottle of absolute vodka and even managed to get home on the mower without even being caught. Hmm. But the cops did identify him from surveillance footage and arrested him, and now he was charged with burglary theft and, of course, driving a lawnmower with a suspended license. How stupid can you get? And right here in the good state of Pennsylvania, tucked away in a remote section of the city of brotherly love in Philadelphia, is the former meeting place of America's very first doomsday cult. Yeah, they, they, they go back a, a long ways. Uh, it was named after the group's leader, Johannes Kelpis. It's a 40-square-foot tabernacle that's built into the side of a hill above Wissahickon Creek. Thought to possibly be an old spring house, the legend has it that this stone-framed hideaway was once a safe place for about 40 monks as they awaited the end of days and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Back in 1694, a group of German mystics and monks dubbed the Society of the Woman in the Wilderness settled along the Wissahickon Creek in the Fairmont Park section of the newly founded Philadelphia. Their society was named after a woman in the Book of Revelations who sought refuge in the wilderness during the apocalypse. Now, the monks chose the location of their cave not only for easy access to clean spring water, but because of its position on the 40th parallel. A lot of thought went into this. The group also created a 40-square-foot tabernacle, including an observatory where the monks practiced astronomy. It's believed to be the first observatory of the New World. Numerology also was a sacred practice to the monks, and the number 40 held a special significance. You know, whatever. I guess it used to be the home of America's first doomsday cult now, but now it's a Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, the ultimate doomsday cult hideaway, indeed. I think it even had a gift shop. Wow. Well, some people take fast food a little far more seriously than others, and, well, such is the case with the Charles County Sheriff's Office in Maryland, who says that they're investigating an incident where a driver plowed into a Taco Bell. 
Authorities said the trouble all started when someone in the suspect's vehicle started a big old argument with an employee working the drive-through window. Why does it always involve the poor drive-through people? I don't know. Then the would-be customer allegedly exited the vehicle and assaulted the employee and then got back in the car. And from there, the car drove around to the front of the Taco Bell before the driver reversed, then drove forward, knocking a few people down and shattering the glass entrance of the restaurant. A video of the entire incident is on Twitter. And yes, there's over 100,000 views already. Authorities responded to the restaurant where two people were treated by emergency personnel and one person was hospitalized with non-life-threatening injuries. Police say they located the suspect assailant's car at a nearby house, but they're still trying to identify the driver and anybody else who may have been in the car. We already One of those bad burritos will definitely do a number on you, that's for sure. But I guess, you know, you've got to appreciate the improv skills in this story. A 47-year-old guy named John Combs from West Monroe, Louisiana. That's right, the home of Duck Dynasty. He got stopped recently while he was walking down the middle of a road at 4.25 in the morning with a large stick. The cop patted him down for other weapons, and they found a plastic Walmart bag in his pocket with a clear crystal powder in it, but John says, Hey, well, it ain't drugs. It's a salt treatment for my ingrown toenail. Well, unfortunately for him, the cop had the powder tested. You know, they do that kind of thing. Turns out it was meth. <laughs> yeah, John was arrested for possession of a controlled dangerous substance for his ingrown toenail. Yeah, cops knew right away the guy was full of it. I mean, the bogus excuse he gives was the toenail in his coffin, I think, right? There's no way this was salt to treat an ingrown toenail. I mean, now, if he had told the cops it was salt for Hunter Biden's dinner, eh, they might have been believing, they might have believed him better, better, you know? I mean, I don't know. Well, all the way to Washington State, where a woman says... Her 19-pound cat has been missing for 28 days. Now, I've got a big cat. He's definitely more than 19 pounds. I'd say this cat's probably closer to 29 pounds. But this cat, missing for 28 days, they found the cat in a place she's never considered where they would find the, the portly little feline could fit. They found the cat in her neighbor's chimney. Caitlin Werderberger said the house next door to her Union Gap Washington home was vacant and under construction when her 19-pound tuxedo cat named Piper come up missing from her house. Now, Wurtenberger said she put up flyers all over the neighborhood, searched the area, but no sign of Piper. She said that 28 days later, her new, new neighbors had moved into the formerly vacant home. One of them told her that They'd been hearing meowing noises inside the house for about five days. The neighbors invited Wurtenberger to come and search their house, and there she found the little feline, or I should say the very rotund feline, stuck in the fireplace damper. After 28 days, oh, I, I'm guessing your cat weighed a lot less than 19 pounds. 
There's definitely got to be an easier way to drop a few pounds for those cats, you know. Boy, oh boy. Well, I'm sure PETA probably didn't like that story, but they definitely don't like the new TV show that's out on ABC. They've got this new dog grooming competition show. I don't know if you've seen it called Pooch Perfect. It's been, it debuted here not long ago, but it's, it's on PETA's radar. Rebel Wilson actually is the host of the show. It pits dog grooming teams against each other for a chance to win a hundred thousand bucks. Their tasks include, well, turning a dog into an entirely different animal which usually involves dyed fur and all the crazy accessories. Well, PETA says, Dogs are smart, loyal individuals. They are not here for human amusement, and unfortunately, shows like Pooch Perfect can encourage people to restrain their dog and reach for the dye. <laughs> even though doing so ruins the risk of causing an allergic reaction that could even be fatal, in addition to stressing out the animal. <laughs> Well, the show also earned some pretty angry tweets, also including this tweet that says, You can't convince me dogs like being poked, cut, bejeweled, and dressed up like this. Yeah, but people still do it. You know, they do it to cats, too. Frankly, nobody really has got the dog's opinion on any of that stuff. If you want my opinion, I'm pretty sure the dogs probably think less of PETA than they do of the grooming that they're getting. Well, this is truly stupid, and I mean completely stupid, for all the wrong reasons. It was five years ago that Danielle Brigoli went viral as the Cash Me Outside girl on the Dr. Phil TV show. Remember that? Well, what should have happened is that we all should have gotten a good laugh from it and then just pretty much forgotten about it in about three months, maybe six months tops. But that's not what happened. See, Danielle went on to become a rapper. Now you know her as Bad Barbie. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Bad Bobby. And she continued to grow her fame and her fortune, especially very recently, you see. Danielle turned 18. And as gross as it sounds, a lot of guys were obviously waiting for that big day because when she joined, when she turned 18, she joined OnlyFans. And now she's made over a million bucks in her first six hours. A million dollars in six hours. I wonder if I could... I would be happy to make one-fourth of that in 12 hours. I'll take off all my clothes for that. She made $757,000 on subscriptions, $5,500 on tips, and more than $267,000 on direct message tips. That uh, crushed Bella Thorne's record of a million dollars in 24 hours. And it also kind of makes me weep for the future of this country. How stupid can you possibly be? Well, here's some pretty good, stupid, but yet honest slogans for some brands I think we should probably use. I mean, if brands abandon their current slogans and just use the brutally honest ones, I think it might be more effective. Here's just some of the best responses that I've seen. For instance, 
you know, every once in a while I'll break down and decide I'm going to eat some Hot Pockets for my disc jockey breakfast because, you know, when you're doing a morning show, you don't have a whole lot of time for just a good bowl of cereal or, you know, scrambled eggs and bacon. So here's a good brutally honest slogan for Hot Pockets. Every bite is a different temperature. I can attest to that. Here's a brutally honest slogan for Taco Bell. You can make 32 different things with these five ingredients. For Altoids, they come in a free box you can put junk in. A great new brutally honest slogan for Ikea. Come for the meatballs, stay because you can't find your way out. For YouTube, it's where the world watches ads now. Or a brutally honest ad for uh, or slogan for Q-tips. From a liability standpoint, we have to say, don't stick them in your ears, but we're not your mother, so do what you want. Oh, and of course, for the old Internet Explorer browser, um, a great honest slogan. It's for a, a great browser for downloading other web browsers. <laughs> in all fairness, I will say this, and this is an endorsement. Have you tried the new Microsoft Edge? I mean, really, have you? I, I never thought in a million years I would be endorsing a Microsoft product of any kind, but folks, this this is a good browser. It really is. And something else, even more astounding, they've actually made Microsoft Edge available on Ubuntu Linux machines. Yeah, I actually have a Microsoft Edge browser on my Linux laptop. I love it. It's an, it's outstanding. I've, I've ditched Chrome. I don't even use Chrome anymore. So trust me on this, okay? Just just a free, just a little free um, endorsement here. But back to the brutally honest slogans. Here's one for ramen noodles. You get paid in a few days. <laughs> or a brutally honest slogan for Facebook, making it easier to stalk people since 2004. And finally, a brutally honest slogan for the yellow pages. R remember the yellow pages? Yeah, well, yeah, here, throw this away. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect new slogan. Well, somebody needs to come up with a new slogan for the Heinz Company because the Heinz Company, they're they're just getting out of control here. This mashup madness is just, it's maddening. I mean, you remember April Fool's Day, Heinz and Ocean Spray, they tweet a picture of a new product called Cravy. C-R-A-V-Y, Cravy. It's a jar of pinkish brown cranberry flavored gravy. Yeah, it kind of seemed like a good April Fool's joke, you know, playing off of Heinz's latest obsession with mashups like Mayo Chip and Cranch. But they say it was for real. Well, maybe. They left it up to a Twitter poll. If a quarter of a million people say that they should make it, they will. Well, as the voting was ending, it was looking like they're not close to the votes. About two-thirds of the people are voting against it. And it's only about a third of the way to 250,000, but we'll see. You might be seeing Cravy on the shelves here in the not-too-distant future. I'm not going to put a whole lot of faith in it, but we'll see. Now, we also put a lot of faith in airline pilots to keep their hands on the controls and not, well, on this. There's a guy in named uh, Michael Hawk. He's a pilot for the Southwest Airlines, and, well, a while back, he was flying from Philadelphia to Orlando, and, well, 
when he pulled his junk out of the, in the cockpit. Yeah, I'm not sure why he felt the need to pull his junk out while sitting in the cockpit, or what he did with himself once his stuff was, uh, you know, hanging out and everything, but I do know he's now facing charges for committing a lewd act. Why did it take until now to discover this? That's what I want to know. It took forever. Well, I also know the guy doesn't fly for Southwest anymore. He left his job sometime last year, and now Southwest says he quit before they found out about the cockpit cock exposure. <laughs> okay? <laughs> they say... They're cooperating with the appropriate outside agencies as they investigate. I don't know. He was in the cockpit. I mean, I, I guess, I don't know. Maybe it's just a sad joke. It's just stupid. It really is. But, hey, oh, sorry. I, I, I mean, I, I thought it was in the cockpit. I thought I was okay. Everybody has a little stupidity in their world. And frankly, I would love to hear about it. Now, if you got a great story from your stupid world, or if you want to respond to one of my stupid stories, let me hear from you. Contact me at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. Or if you have a question, maybe a comment about something that I've said or that you've heard. Or if you want to tell of some of your own firsthand experiences of stupidity that you've encountered, I'd love to hear from you, too. You can record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com. I might even actually use your feedback on an upcoming episode. Of course, if you haven't done so already, and frankly, I fail to see why you haven't, you should follow me on social media on Facebook or on Twitter, just by searching out the handle at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. -E. Meet me in the shade of the sunshine tree, pretty little Florida sunshine tree, in the shade of the sunshine tree. So it's grill night, or so to speak, at Pancho Guerro's house tonight? Uh, well, I would say más o menos, Pedro. <laughs> it's, it's much more menos today, considering I'm pretty sure Publix sold me a empty spare tank of propane. <laughs> Let me tell you something. At least you ha had the chance to throw them on the stove or something. I've had situations where my wife was grilling chicken, and the chicken was half cooked and we ran out of gas and that was it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's why I got the spare tank and I figured, ah, oh, we get hurricanes down here. This will be, you know, a way to cook food if the power goes out. And um, well, it only counts if you actually have gas in the, yeah. in the tank. Well, the thing is, we have two tanks and the ideal is when one is empty, you take that one and get filled up while you use the second one. But, you know, <laughs> you, usually the way, well, we don't have the money right now. Let's just wait. And then we end up having two empty tanks. Oh, yeah, so, that's good. Well, what do you do with them? Th then somebody makes an emergency run, usually me, to run down and fill up one of the tanks. It's like when you need a, to get new tires, but you're just trying to wait on it. And so you're like, ah, oh, it's a lot of money to get couple new ones, you know, I'll rotate there. And then you get to the point where instead of buying two new tires, you have to buy all four at once. And so that's, you want to take the gradual bill or the big one at the end. Yeah. Hey, that's happened before. Trust me, you know. Oh, but, I believe uh, well, 
Well, what we've been doing of late, well, what my wife has been doing of late, we're still trying to weed through all of grandma's stuff because, you know, when grandma moved in, we got all of grandma's furniture and belongings. And so we have a basement full of junk. And so now we go through and we bring up box after box after box. And grandma goes through and decides what she wants to keep and what she doesn't want to keep. We end up keeping half of the stuff that we wanted to throw out in the first place. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's grandma it's like, memorabilia. It's not junk. Well, okay? the thing is, what, what drives my wife nuts is the fact is that grandma's got stuff that's brand new. She's never even taken out of the wrapper that she's been hoarding and I'm thinking, uh -huh. why, did, why did you buy this? And then every day we get a new package from Publishers Clearinghouse that she's ordered something else from Publishers <laughs> Clearinghouse. <laughs> I'm like, we're, get, we're, we're getting rid of the stuff and she's ordering more, you know? Well, I, I guess I, I've got a bit of a, um, like a uh, warning for you, a, a way to kind of avoid what happened to this 66-year-old hoarder. <laughs> over in Queens, New York, right? So there was a, a woman's sister here. She told the police that she hadn't heard from her um, her sister, Evelyn uh, Sakash, Sak who was described as a heavy hoarder since, well, she hasn't heard from her since October of 2020. Wow. Now, this sister had recently come to New York to find Sakash uh, and hired a cleaning crew to clear out the woman's house to see if she was inside, cops said. Well, little did you know that they found the, cl the cleaners discovered Sakash's mummified body under the debris in the kitchen, according to the police. <laughs> There's no, no criminality was suspected or anything. Um, so now, now then again, maybe you would want to ask grandma. You, these are all questions we have to kind of decide, like baking a will and whatnot. Wow. You might want to check that it's not in her will that she wishes to be mummified under all of her stuff before you get rid of it all. Well, my wife has threatened to put some of the stuff in her casket when she goes. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's gonna be that's a big casket. <laughs> well, she's also threatened to whenever I if I go before her, she's putting all my coffee mugs in the casket with me. <laughs> so well, I'm thinking that her casket's going to be like a shipping container. <laughs> yeah well anyway i can say that finding your uh, loved one discovered under a massive pile of garbage would definitely be a shocker for sure you know but let me tell you about the discovery that uh, police made on a mafia fugitive that was a little more obvious okay uh this this alleged member of italy's uh nadrangata crime syndicate or however you pronounce that this guy has been arrested after police was able to identify this dude on his YouTube cooking channel. I mean, <laughs> why not? Let's make it easy for the guys, okay? Uh, Mark Farron Claude Biart was arrested in the Dominican Republic and then extradited to Italy. He spent seven years on the run. Now, the 53-year-old is wanted in connection with the trafficking of cocaine in the Netherlands. So, Police did confirm that Biart's arrest in a statement that was issued ahead of an international anti-mafia summit. But, I mean, think about this. I mean, I know there's probably no honor among thieves, but I'm guessing there's no common sense either. I mean, say what you want about this guy's criminal past, 
But this guy's fettuccine Alfredo kicked some serious butt. That's much I can say. <laughs> oh, gosh. I love that story. Um, just imagining uh, the, the mob. I don't know. It's That is a beautiful story right there. That's <laughs> awesome. Mamma Mia makes a beautiful noodle. <laughs> I, you know, well, uh, how, you know, they, they say like in Italy, right, that this is the way my wife and I cook as well. When we make pasta, we prefer to make it al dente. But uh, right. I, I don't think that uh, a, a noodle al dente, uh, I don't think this guy got the, the memo as to what that really means. Because uh, his <laughs> noodle was a little bit al dente in a grocery store parking lot. Ah, See what I did there? Now, well, I like that. <laughs> it I like seems that. like this guy here. So he was destined to be caught, uh, vigorously fondling himself. Um, no. Right? He just <laughs> he picked the wrong people to catch him. That's all. The cops in Coral Springs, Florida, got a call around 7 p.m. one night about a guy going to town on himself in his SUV. In a Publix grocery store parking lot. <laughs> um, no, they're going to have to start calling it Publix after this. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, this, is, uh, this is when the cops get there, right? They find 22-year-old Cruz, and they, um, well, uh, they, they, it's his name's Cruz Humes. Uh, his pants and underwear are off, and he's oh, watching boy. porn on his phone and doing nice. his personal business. Um, so, well, he said that he went to the grocery store parking lot to do that because he was afraid someone would catch him if he did it at home. Now, <laughs> if you get that, he was, he was charged with indecent exposure and well, I, I, something tells me the people at the home, uh, ended up catching him anyway, uh, whenever yeah. he had to make his one phone call. Yeah, <laughs> that's terrible. Oh my God. I don't know. I, I'm not sure that that's any better being in a Publix parking lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he was in the right spot, at least, um, because I know plenty of people who go to the supermarket to grab a nice summer sausage. <laughs> <laughs> just, it just usually happens in the refrigerator section. And... Uh, <laughs> But, you know, but Publix is also a good place, right? They, I, I oftentimes go there, depending on their, their BOGO deals, right? They get these buy one, get one. And so last week, um, I, I went ahead, I got, they had chicken breast on sale, uh, buy one, get one. Uh, and so, you know, maybe uh, he was just, was just getting confused with, you know, what choking the chicken actually kind of refers yes. to. yes. Well, and here's something else you may not know, but another word for chicken is pullet. <laughs> well, I, th I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I can see that too. But this guy definitely was doing his own pullet, that's for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's worse, getting caught at home or getting caught in the parking lot of a Publix by men in uniform, you know? It's like a whole, like, who's on first <laughs> <laughs> who, who was pulling? I mean, he was well, no, no. Uh, he was pulling. Wait, what was he pulling? His. Yeah. Oh, oh no! Wait, wait. What was the? I don't know. It's just, this is just a whole mess. Yes. Uh, <laughs> gee, officer, I was uh, coming to the store for some pullets. Yeah. 
I don't know. I'm betting the dude probably wished this guy was anonymous. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, being caught in a precarious situation with his pants and underwear off, you know. And now we know, all know his name. Cruz Humes. Yes, yes, that's right. And, and I guess, well, there's a Michigan man uh, who uh, probably wanted to be anonymous also. But let's just say he went about it for all the wrong reasons. Okay, because if you're going to lie, I mean, you may as well make it a good lie. But if you're going to lie, why lie better than this? Okay, uh, there, there's uh, cops in Clam Lake Township, Michigan. They spot this car on the shoulder of the highway with all the lights off. So obviously it looks a little suspicious. So they walk up to the car and they see this guy in the front seat uh, trying to duck out of sight. Well, that's an obvious problem right there. So the cops come and ask for his name. And he gives them a fake name. And the cops, well, they didn't know that it was fake, but they obviously go and run the name. Well, it turns out that there is an actual person by that name who had felony warrants. <laughs> so <laughs> so the, guy, the guy gets busted anyway. Okay. So when the cops then end up searching him, they lo and behold, discover 27 grams of meth. Surprise, surprise. You know, so they get the guy to jail. They take his fingerprints. Well, then they figure out who he really is. And so now he's facing charges for meth possession and lying to an officer during a felony and just so much more. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's great. Well, I mean, a good thing they got fingerprints because I would say you'd have a tough luck trying to find a dental record on that guy as well. Yeah, well, I'm afraid so. You know, I mean, it's like the story goes, you know, you tell one lie, you got to tell two more to get out of the one lie, you know. But, I mean, it's definitely an unreal situation. Just imagine being such a dirtbag that even your alias is also a criminal, okay? <laughs> you can't get any more stupid than that, okay? I'm, I'm glad they did find meth in his pants, though. I mean, they were also searching for an eight ball of cocaine, but I think he just found two regular balls, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, that's that, that's a problem. You'll, you'll find those. And, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so he could have just told the cops that it was um, – his fake name was an April Fool's joke, but I don't, yeah. I don't think that they would have probably uh, would have done much good, right? Um, yeah. But well. th this mom's idea of an April Fool's joke, uh, well, you know, she got a, a run in with the police as well. I guess we'll say. Uh oh, and I've always been a fan of April Fools, and you know this. It's, you know, I, I turned thirty last week, so um, right, and now I've got what well, I. I Five days from my birthday, my son has his birthday, and five days from that, my wife has her birthday. So it's just a fun you get time. get it all day. done in one big – yeah, you get it all done in one fell swoop. Oh, yeah. you know? and and so it's a you're, fun time of the year anyway. Yeah, and, and since, since you're an April Fool's baby, I mean, it works for that. You should probably enjoy April Fool's more than anybody. Oh, for sure. But I've, I've never tried something quite like this. Um, so – I'm, I'm expecting us to kind of eventually hear some of the fallout from this year's April Fool's Day pranks, uh, you know, particularly probably through what, like TikTok and YouTube and uh, Instagram and all these. But, well, this one, uh, my, I'm guessing, has to, got to be the worst one of the year. Uh, here's a 58-year-old <laughs> woman named Arthea Willis from Wichita, Kansas, and she came up with this brilliant April Fool's prank where she called her daughter in the morning and told her that she'd been shot. Um, nice. Right. Pranked. 
Uh, well, you know, then you'll see who actually got the prank when all this was done because uh, she didn't tell her daughter it was a prank and her daughter turned around and called the cops. So they blocked nice. off all the streets in the area, surrounded Arthea's house and tried to get in contact with someone inside. When no one responded, they busted inside and found that no one was home. So they investigated and found that Arthea was at another house and the entire thing was an April Fool's Day prank. Well, she ended up getting arrested for unlawful requests for emergency service assistance. And um, the <laughs> prank, <laughs> right? Here's a police spokesperson, Charlie Davidson, on why this was a bad idea. It is a danger to not only the officers who may respond to the scene, but if there are occupants inside of a residence, that could cause concern for them as well. And just the general public, as emergency services, police, fire, EMS are attempting to get to a scene quickly to assist an actual victim that's definitely a backfired april fool's prank if i've ever heard uh, one. Uh, yeah that's that's just rich i mean <laughs> when when your mom tells me that she delivered you on april fool's day i tried to convince her to tell your dad it was a big april fool's day joke but she didn't go along with that <laughs> but that would be nothing compared to what this poor woman did but let me tell you about this pregnant woman okay who may have thought that the idea of her getting pregnant while being pregnant was a joke. Well, it turns out it wasn't. I didn't think you could do I, this. I didn't think okay? so either. This kind of blew my mind. This is bizarre. Uh, uh, this uh, Rebecca Roberts, uh, her first shock was when she went in for an ultrasound at about 12 weeks during her pregnancy. It was finding that she was having twins. Well, that would shock a lot of people, especially. Uh, but the second shock was even more of a mystery. The doctors are completely baffled as to why one of the UK woman's fetuses was actually bigger than the other one. Okay. Uh, this is like a size difference that you would normally see in fetuses with a like a three week age difference here. Okay. So soon enough, they figured it all out. Uh, it turns out that Robert's pregnancy was a rare superfetation. OK, in which the woman becomes pregnant for a second time, even though she's currently already pregnant. <laughs> OK, that's I didn't think that was physiologically possible. But apparently uh, the OBGYN that Roberts has says I was slightly relieved that, well, it was not my mistake, but a quite an extraordinary pregnancy. Now, she was on Good Morning America recently on ABC. Um, and then Life Science was reporting that the superfetation uh, case of this 39-year-old who already has a teen daughter and has been taking fertility drugs to try to get pregnant is extremely rare. Of course, there's the operative word right there. Uh, you know, uh, when you when you're doing fertility drugs, anything's possible when you're taking fertility drugs. But I mean, uh, you know, the, 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 this this uh, the, this extremely rare condition first is because of the pregnancy hormones usually nix any further ovulation. But, you know, you're using these fertility drugs. You never know what you're going to screw with hormonally. I, you know? So the only way that this could be possible, I thought, was with fertility drugs. And so I was like, OK, that doesn't surprise me. But I'm wondering, like, can this somehow happen to a regular person as well? I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, unless you're just, yeah. But uh, apparently it's it's like anymore, you know, people with these fertility drugs, they're not having babies, they're having litters. Right. 
I well, I thought when I first read the word superfetation, I thought it was like a new iteration of Dragon Ball Z or something, like a new. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how many of our audience will get that reference, but it was like, oh, Goku, he's going superfetation. But uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, something tells me that this girl's morning sickness is going to be like super powered for sure. I mean, either it was the fertility drugs or her husband has a really incredible aim. You know, <laughs> he got definitely get some pride points for that. Just don't mention uh, the other things. Yeah. Be like, Look, when you're this good, I will say that uh, his puppies could sure swim. That's for <laughs> right. sure. Oh my gosh! Well, um, I mean, I know people have gone to great lengths to get pregnant, but. Um, you know, how far, how far do you think that you would go, uh, or, or a person might go to get a, like a, a card, like a game card, uh, maybe like a Yu-Gi-Oh mm. or like a, you know, Pokemon. Well, maybe six stories of a building, right? Um, if, if you're going to pull a mission impossible stunt for a robbery, at least steal something that's worth the risk. That's at least what I think, right? Yeah. Here's a 28 year old guy mm. named Kensuke. Nakanishi in Tokyo, and he broke into a trading card store on the top floor of a six-story building. He climbed on the roof, wow. tied a piece of rope to the railing, and dropped it over the side. Then he used the rope to rappel down the side of the building about 16 feet with no safety harness. Now, he breaks a window Whoa. in the store, went inside, and and he did all of that just to steal Pokemon cards. So... Lovely. Right? Uh, now, not even – Pokemon's the devil. It makes you steal things. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I uh, I remember that in the 90s at least. Now, not yeah. only, he didn't even take the most valuable cards is, is the crazy thing. He got away with about $9,100 worth of cards. Uh, that sounds crazy wow. enough to me anyway because I, I should have gone into Pokemon. Uh, I should have kept all my cards. Yeah. Well, he also took another $2,400 in cash. Uh, the cops caught him after they looked uh, through some security camera footage and identified him. He told them that he stole the cards to pay off a debt. And, uh, well, I was in my high school rock climbing club, so I wasn't afraid of heights. Obviously. Wow. Six flights up to get Pokemon cards. I don't know. I mean, I've heard of people doing some crazy things to go out and catch Pokemon, but <laughs> nothing like you this. you got to catch them all, and I guess, you know, he's... He was willing to go to uh, grand <laughs> larceny to be able to catch them all. My gosh, that's just outrageous. I, I, I have, I mean, I remember when Pokemon first came out and yeah, they were the devil's workshop. I'm telling you, everybody was telling you to, to keep, I, I swore, oh, my kids are not going to be playing Pokemon. Oh, was I ever wrong? <laughs> okay. Boy, oh boy. Well, I mean, for me, I'm just, it's, it's above, it's, it's just so far above my, my education level. I just, I, I I don't even mess with it myself, you know, <laughs> but I I do have uh, some some ask Pancho questions though. Some people might think Pokemon cards are a cult. Okay, well here's something though that uh, poor little Abby is concerned about her boyfriend's softball team. She thinks her boyfriend's softball team is a cult. <laughs> Maybe you can help her out here a little bit here. Okay, so uh, Abby is asking Pancho this. So this is what she says. She says that we started dating in the winter. She said, I met friends who were both inside and outside of her boyfriend's softball world. But now that it started, 
she says, I see how serious that he takes it. And honestly, she says, it's a little cultish. It's more aggression uh, out of him than I've ever seen. Should I be one worried? Of us. Abby is concerned that her boyfriend. One of us. <laughs> I don't know. Is, is, is her boyfriend in danger of being sucked into a baseball or softball cult? Um, I, you know, I've got to have more details on this because this could go anywhere from Indiana Jones where you're, you're pulling like they're not playing baseball with with Kaliman, who's taking the heart out of the player to then pitch down the, <laughs> the, the, um, the plate. But uh, I mean, I played baseball growing up. I think that you should be happy that he's got an outlet to get some of that energy and aggression out. And and any time that you have someone who's passionate about something, I think that's a good thing. However, some people could go way overboard. And so I don't know uh, if you're dating him. It sounds like you've got an easy out in the meantime if you don't like it. So. Better learn about this cult well, now Abby, than later, Abby. Well, the way some parents behave when their kids are playing softball, do you think it was a cult? Right. Now, you can also go with the whole, um, what's her name, the whole Tanya uh, thing from the Olympics, and you can just try to kneecap them, and then he can't play softball, and all your, <laughs> all your worries are gone. <laughs> we'll play whack-a-mole instead of right. playing baseball. Um, I, I, I'm going to end there. I think that's a good stopping point there. Um, <laughs> now I've got one as well here. One more ask Pancho, and and he says, um, "Help! My son wants me to invest in an industrial T-shirt printer." Um, yeah, wow. I'm kind of confused on this too. So he says, "My teenage son is an artist and a pretty talented one. During lockdown, he worked really hard doing all sorts of digital drawings, and he wants to start his own T-shirt company. Instead of sending his print uh, prints out." He asked for his own T-shirt printing machine. Now, there are some for like 2000 to 3000 which is a lot for us. I want to encourage his endeavors, and he's promised to pay me back. Anyone know anything about this? Should I just pull the trigger on the machine or encourage him to use an outside vendor? I wow. don't know the ins and outs of T-shirt production, but I've, I've had my fair share of bad T-shirts that just crumble apart on the second wash. So if you're going to get a bad T-shirt for two to $3,000, you're probably worth going to a vendor who's going to produce some quality stuff. However, I would like to be there when your son invites you to dinner. And, uh, you know, before dinner gets served, he pulls you into the garage and has a, uh, an investment opportunity to share with you. Um, and uh, that, that would be a fun kind of, you know, you know the trope uh, with that, right, Eric? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. I'd love to see that the son well, trying to pull that on the father. That's pretty funny there. Well, hey, I mean, I if it were me, I'm thinking, hey, you know what? This if this kid's smart enough to do this, he's smart enough to take care of my retirement. <laughs> That's true. You know, I was so the other alternative is you you ask for a percentage stake in his uh, his endeavors, right? <laughs> Not a flat rate fee or anything. Yeah. If you get a percentage there. Uh, I mean, you might lose out, but at the same time, if it blows up, you've got yourself a good investment opportunity. The down, yeah, you could be the, like one of those startup investors, right, the, you know. I mean, the maybe downside a risk is at most two to three thousand dollars, and the upside potential is limitless. Hey, that's true. And besides that, I've got some really great ideas for some really cool cutoff t-shirts. <laughs> oh gosh, we're bringing the '80s back.
you know, I thought for sure when I made the crack about the uh, idea for the cutoff T-shirts, I, I thought for sure you'd have a perfect belly joke to tell. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, <laughs> it brings me back to whenever uh, we got our picture, both wearing cutoff T-shirts. Yeah. That's right. That was your idea, too, by the way. <laughs> I, I, one of them it, it was like, oh, okay, I can see it. And the other one is like, oh, he must just be trying to create more room for his guts. <laughs> no, I think the whole idea was to gross out your mother. Uh, actually, that's that's oftentimes uh, I, the reason I do a lot of things, for the reaction. Absolutely. See, I can tell you're related to me because that's exactly <laughs> what I do. I go, I go for the reaction every single time, you know, which is exactly why we play these insane games. Oh yes. <laughs> so, uh, are you all practiced up and ready to go? As much as I can. Sometimes well, there's no way to practice for well, this level of stupidity. This is true, and we figure we'll get started off now with uh, a list of entertainers, and you can tell me whether it's a porn star or a weatherman. All right. So we've got some real good ones on this one, too. So you have to think very good. All right. So here is your first entertainer. You tell me if it's a porn star or a weatherman. The name is Rocco Reed. <laughs> Rocco Reed. All right. Well, you know, I'm going to go with, with my um, typical, if it sounds like a superhero, you got that alliteration going. Uh, this is going to be a weatherman. It is a porn star. No. <laughs> oh, does no. He, does, he, does he play like an adult weatherman in, in one of his <laughs> adult films? That That's a good question. I have, I have thought about that. Yeah, I thought, so, I thought well, Rocco might be a red herring. On uh, my, my gut told me to go with well, that. But. Well, we will, we will see. We will see. So let's see what the next one is here. We've got Kevin Jean. Oh, there goes my bell. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Jean, okay, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Weatherman on this one. That would be correct. <laughs> so, yes, it is. That is a Weatherman at WXYZ in Detroit, Michigan. So, very good on that one. Now, the next one, let's see here. That's not the one I'm looking for. This is Evan, Evan Stone. There we go. Evan Stone, there's a ghost in the machine today. Um, there is. You know, Evan Stone, I'm going to go porn star for Evan Stone. Evan Stone is a porn star. Very good. All right. And it's not, I'm, oh, there we go. Now we'll play the bell now. That's good. All right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway. All right. The next one we have here is uh, Marcus Dupree. Uh, Marcus Dupree. This sounds like a nice weatherman. A nice one. It is a porn star. Oh, gosh, you're getting me on this one today. Usually I'm pretty good here. Well, it's, you, a, you, it's almost like an every other hit or miss here. Oh, so, that's a 50-50. Right, right. Now, your last entertainer's name, Dallas Reigns. Dallas Reigns. I would normally go with Dallas as a porn star, but I'm going to go, I'm going to switch it and go weatherman. That would be correct. So you did well on that one. That's good. Oh, All man. right. R Richard now, Hammer. That's going to be my new porn star name. R Richard. I like that. Richard Hammer. I think that's, I think you should do that. So, all right, we'll go, we'll go now with steakhouse or gay bar. We'll see how well you do here. Okay. And, uh, with the, 
with, with your first business, the name of this business, whether it's a steakhouse or a gay bar, it is called The Corner Pocket in Williamsburg, Virginia. The Corner Pocket. I am thinking that this is going to be a gay bar. Gay bar, you say, huh? Well, believe it or not, it is a gay bar. Oh, Very good. good. All right. I'm, usually this one always gets me, so I'm going to go with my um, – I've got, a, I've got a strategy this time. That's good. All right. Your next business is, and think about this one, Roosters in Xenia, Ohio. <laughs> I like that, Roosters. Um, now, as much as I'd love to, uh, you know, I, I guess go with the, uh, to, pull, to, to pull it on this <laughs> one, uh, I'm going to go with a, uh, a steakhouse. <laughs> It is correct. It is a steakhouse. Very good. Your third business is the Monte Carlo in Albuquerque, New Mexico. The Monte Carlo. Um, Not the full Monte. No, the, this is the, <laughs> the Monte. <laughs> the full Monte. Now, I'm going to go Monte Carlo. I'm going to go with a gay bar on this one. It is a steakhouse. <laughs> All right. And your fourth business moon rakers of iowa city iowa <laughs> i love that this is it's like a james bond theme thing unfortunately <laughs> though i i don't think um i don't think gay bar would think james bond but i definitely don't think steakhouse so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with a um gay nightclub okay you you're you, you sound like you're not quite sure of your answer we're, we're gonna go gay bar it would be a steakhouse uh, yeah, <laughs> i'd love to go to a steakhouse named Moonraker. Yes. And your last business, the Brass Bell of Virginia Beach, Virginia. The Brass Bell. Well, I'm, I'm going to go um, for gay bar, I think, on this last one, too. It oh. is a steakhouse. Oh, man. That's the bell. Me. Yeah, well, yeah, come on. You know, I've I guess you're going to you on you your gotta, toes. You're gonna move, right? You got the cowbell. That's right. That's right. All right. We'll see how well you do on golf course or rehab. All right. So. Here is your first business called Meadow Hills in Iowa Falls, Iowa. Meadow Hills. Um, I'm going to go with a, a golf course. Correct. Very good on that one. All right. Your next one is Deer Valley in Phoenix, Arizona. Deer Valley. The, 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 the valley is like when you hit rock bottom, right? So we're going to go with a rehab. That would be correct. Very good on that. All right. <laughs> two for two. And your third business, Lake Panorama in Panora, Iowa. Lake Panorama. Well, Iowa. I don't I don't see a lot of uh, drinking or rehabs going on in Iowa. So I'm going to go with a, a lot of drinking maybe, yeah, but not rehabs. I'm going to go with a golf course. It would be a golf course. You're doing three for three on this. You're doing good on that one. All right. Your fourth business. Harpath Hills in Nashville, Tennessee. Usually when I hear the hills, I go with the golf course. But with Nashville, Tennessee, I'm thinking this is a rehab. Should have oh. gone with a golf course. <laughs> All right. And your last one is the Dunes in East Hampton, New York. East Hampton, the Dunes. Um, 
I'm going to go with another rehab. Ah, I thought for sure you'd call that one a golf course because of it being the dunes of East Hampton. But East you did very well on that. Yeah, well, thank you. I usually don't do well on that. <laughs> yes. So, well, let's see how well you do with a strip club or a daycare. Oh, yeah. I like this one. And this seems to be a very popular name, but we'll see what you think it is. This <laughs> is Little Angels in Newark, New Jersey. This is a really popular name. And um, every time, I can't remember what I said last time because it's indistinguishable between the two. I right. am going with a, well, when you're saying Little Angels, this I'm hoping this is a uh, daycare. <laughs> yes, it is a daycare in New Jersey, in spite of the fact that you want it to be otherwise. <laughs> I don't want it to be otherwise, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, your next business is Candy Store in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, gosh. This just sounds... Oh, gosh. Okay, well, I'm going to go with a strip club on this one. <laughs> That's uh, good. That's <laughs> very good. And so your dirty. third business, I know. This this one you may need to think on. Your third business is called Time Out in Tyler, Texas. <laughs> time Out. Um, I mean, what kid wants to go to Time Out, right? That, that right. can't be a good name for. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a strip club on this one. Very good. All right. That was good. I've been a All bad right. boy. I need to go yes. to timeout. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna send you to timeout because you've been a bad boy. I can't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fourth business. In the meantime, your mother is kind of shaking her head, going, I can't believe he just said that. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing a bit, okay? <laughs> Remember, it's the shock value, okay? The shock value. <laughs> so, anyway, your fourth business is Leah's Rainbow in Washington, D.C. <laughs> well, if this wasn't a daycare, I'd hate to know what Leah's Rainbow actually is. I'm going to go daycare. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> That's good. All right. And your your last business is the Little Treehouse in Bloomfield, New Jersey. Oh, gosh. Well, anytime you add little, I, I just hope that this involves kids in a positive way. So I'm going to go daycare. <laughs> Very good. Oh, I think goodness. you got all of them on yeah, that I, one. I did. That was a good one. <laughs> that was very good. So you you did quite well on that one. All right. So all right. So now we get to the fake news or Florida. All right. No, no time out. How well you did. Right. Right. Well, you do pretty good usually on the fake news or Florida. Oh, you, so you we'll see how good you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So well, let's go with your first headline here, where an Orlando man was busted for disturbing the peace after threatening to unleash his army of turtles on the town. <laughs> Sounds way too specific to not be true. I'm going to go Florida story. It is indeed a Florida story. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. right. Army of turtles. Here oh, they come. Boy. Yeah. My gosh. All right. And now the next headline also comes from Orlando, where an Orlando sheriff's deputy who was investigating a shoplifting incident at a Walmart was busted for shoplifting. <laughs> I, I think that this is well-crafted, a little bit too much so. This is fake news. 
Fake news, you say, huh? It is <laughs> fake news. Very good. Very, you, 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 got, you got a good nose for news there. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. Your third headline, a Port St. Lucie man was busted for DUI and told the cops that his six-year-old daughter was driving. Oh, goodness. Um, this is one of those that's tough. It could be a 50-50. I'm going to go Florida story on this one, though. It is fake news. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it is. That, that, that's a good one you could pretty much see happening in Florida. That's very good. It will happen next All week. All right. That's true. It could be a predicted story. <laughs> That's true. So, all right, your fourth headline. A Clearwater man was busted for trying to buy lotto tickets using fake movie money. <laughs> I could see this being real. This is a Florida story. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's, of course, if it, if it were a Pennsylvania story, they'd be using Monopoly money. So, <laughs> same difference. So, and your last headline. A group of naked women told Florida police they were air drying at a rest stop. <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to go Florida on this last one. <laughs> of course, it's Florida. <laughs> I, I would love that excuse. Officer, I'm just air drying. Come on. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. I want to try that the next time. I well, uh, you could take a look at what happened to these ladies when they did that. Yes, yeah. Just you know, step out of the out of the shower and just. Well, never mind. I don't think we'll even want to go there. <laughs> just let them fall <laughs> on the floor. Um, hey, well, I understand. You're gonna you're gonna get to have some of the family down there next week. Oh, that's right. That's coming up. Here. You're gonna. You're going to get to, to, to take them, uh, take my uh, my son down to do a little. Well, you're not going to, but my son will be down there checking out some Florida universities. Yeah, it's um, I, I will still be working, unfortunately. But well, I, I was told that uh, he's going to look at the campus, the University of North Florida there in Jacksonville, which I am told that UNF stands for you never fit. You never finish. Uh, well, everyone's got their own version of that for their school. I think um, UCF where I went, it was always under construction forever. And uh, <laughs> they, I, I mean, I think they're still, uh, they've always been expanding everything. It, I'm sure it'll be a nice place when they ever get it finished. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, this podcast would not be possible without sources of stupidity. Thanks to the talented writers from folks at A-List Comedy, Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and the Pulse of Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane and visit insaneericlane.com. 
And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.